Hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Yeah, so this week we came up with Trumps like we said that we would, and we have our special guest, Nathan Simmons, here. And um, we're going to talk to him today. He's an author, he's general really good guy, father, wonderful husband, and friend. So let's get him in and we will um, have a chat with him today. Yes, looking forward. Me too. And here he is. Nathan, we're live. Hello. Nathan, this oh. is Constanza. Hey, Constanza. Yeah. How you doing? Good. Nice to have you with us today. Yes. So, Nathan, uh, I'm going to get you to um, talk a little, just explain who you are briefly for our podcast. Tell us all yeah. about yourself before we get really into it. All about me. Okay, so <laughs> I am a leadership coach. I've been in leadership coaching and training uh, on and off kind of for around about the last five years, six years. Been in leadership positions for around about the last 23 years. A real mixture of industries, different continents, different experiences. Um, and because of those experiences and some of those things that happened to me in work, out of work, I started to see how work was happening for people, happening to people. And as a result of that, it got me really interested in looking at personal development, leadership development, where organizations are lacking, where it's falling down. And through my own journey, started to really pick apart some of those elements where it was falling down for me, where my frustrations were. Um, as a result of that, the the actions that I did take and didn't take, the way that I damaged my own relationships in work. Uh, and really getting into the nitty gritty of that and looking at the mental health of people at work and the mental health of leadership, which is where um, <clears throat> they're talking about leadership, but they're not talking about, oh, sorry, they're talking about mental health, but they're not talking about the, the mental health of the leaders. It's for everyone, whole, all the people at work. Yeah. But let's have a look at the mental health of the people that are actually looking after these people. Um, and I started really breaking down some of that stuff for myself recently. Right. Uh, that's kind of the headlines of who I am. And headlines I like. Bit. Yeah, yeah. What else, I mean, what else would you like to know? Well, we the reason why um, I thought of you was because Constanza and I have been discussing on the podcast. Um, we were discussing, look at me laughing away, but um, straight away. We were discussing basically how we do play a little trick on ourselves when we're trying to do something good for ourselves. So Correct. we were looking at apps to help us, like for me, give up smoking right mm -hmm. and last week we were talking about um what was that beautiful phrase that you used constanza we were going to stop the dance mm -hmm. yeah just like the dance with our mind right of like getting into loops with ourselves and not allowing ourselves to get on what we're doing and yeah we were checking different apps also regarding mental health too yeah like brain body and certain apps that are nowadays um, used to, to try to rewire your brain in the way you see yourself and your addictions or the things, your patterns that you do with yourself. Mm. Yeah. And then what came out from that conversation was I said that I got into um, um, quite a bad, so a very negative loop that I just could not get out of. And luckily I had a lot of supportive friends that were beautiful enough to let me keep talking around that loop um and then i decided that enough was enough and i'd been to therapy i'd had ptsd therapy like you know i'd really gone deep into sorting it out but i just could not kind of move forward or let it go so i uh, microdosed mm. 
<clears throat> to try to divert, create a new pathway, um, kind of putting up a roadblock sign, diversion required. So to go around instead of getting into that loop. And um, yeah, so we wanted to talk today about that and the benefits of that. And um, I guess trying to have a conversation to make people not so afraid of what it is and not think of Woodstock, um, yeah. you know, didn't mean and actually to realize well to have a better understanding really and open up a conversation yeah. you know yeah yeah and there's, there's a lot to unpack in that and there's there's a lot of things to cover yes. um let's go to the first thing so firstly i'm not a psychotherapist i'm not a counselor it's a route that i will be investigating i've, I've trained certain psychotherapy models i've done a lot of research into this in my own mental health and other people's mental health and the strategies that go around that and that conversation that started off as a kind of a bit of mental health at work and for people, that's now really shifting to trauma. And that word trauma is getting really, really strong with people. Um, mm -hmm. When you're looking at people like Garbo Mate and people like that, that are looking at this, what is trauma? And I can't remember the author of the book, uh, this book called The Body Keeps the Score. What we understand is trauma when we play into these spaces, trauma is any event that happens to you that you then encode at a psychological level or a physiological level, which then causes a pattern to repeat. Now, most of us see trauma as the 15 car pile up on the motorway or a, a disaster, and we see that as traumatic or yeah. um, rape or abuse, whatever. What we don't see is those small needle pricks of like, com small conversation someone says something uh, or some, some event or something and then we encode that stuff into our body which then turns into our ego and then our ego plays this game of filtering how we're going to behave and how we filter the world in yeah. and then that causes a reaction of, oh this event is like that thing that happened to me when i was seven years old oh this relationship's the same as when that girl said that thing to me when i was 14 but now i'm 44 uh, but I'm still playing out the same pattern because I've encoded that 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 minutia, that minute piece of trauma or pain into my body, and I keep playing out that pattern. Yeah. yeah. Now, when you go back to smoking or any root cause or any addiction or any behavioural pattern that's that's been playing out, there's a root cause. There's a thing that sits there. There's a reason why you smoke. There's exactly. a reason. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And that's what and we're trying to discover, right, through this yes. conversation, also with yeah. you. Like, what is it behind that we hide also within ourselves, right? Yes. Because we tend to do that. We hide things with others, we cover, right? And it's part of that loop that we can create for ourselves. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But that's the ego then. And yeah. there's you, Constanza, as the, the perfect version of you. And how you're born in absolute genius and phenomenality of you as a human being. And then things happen. You learn behaviors. Your parents did the best they could with the best they have, and they do certain things to you which then encode certain habits and behaviors. There's a certain level of nature and nurture. There's a mix of both. You mm -hmm. go to school, teacher says something. And all these things slowly build up. But that, that, that thing that's building up is your ego. Mm -hmm. And then what your ego is doing is attempting to keep you safe. That's all it wants to do. It's part, like, partly how the brain works. It's, I will do certain things that keep me safe, basically so we can procreate, have children and the species can continue. But then the ego acts like a, a dumb friend. It kind of gives you bits of information and, and kind of plays tricks on you to keep you safe, but in these habits that are potentially damaging because it can't quite differentiate. Exactly, because it's generalized, right? It's like a generalized way of dealing with things. Yep. And 
we just tend to stay in that pattern really easily. Yes. It so, worked when we were seven, but it doesn't work out that it might not work. Now it's like putting on children's clothes. You can't put on seven year old, I can't put on seven year old trousers. No, I'm yeah. 42, I'm six foot six. That's not gonna work. That's gonna <laughs> yeah. really hurt. But it's, <laughs> yeah. the same, it's the same kind of principle with our thinking and our behaviors that causes the damage. I, I think actually you just say that, I don't know, it's weird. That's just had, I've had a real light bulb moment. I'd always say like, get out of planet ego, Alice. You know what I mean? Come up to myself. Get out of my ego. Says to my ego. You know yes. what I mean? Get out yes. of planet ego, Alice. But actually, the fact that it's trying to keep me safe has just in that moment. Thank you, Nathan. Has just in that moment triggered something because I I would get really really frustrated for, with myself for letting my ego win. Mm. Or for even having like jumping on that loop, oh blah, stop! You know what yeah. I mean. So actually, you saying that it's just to protect ourselves. I've now gone. Oh, okay, all right, all right. I will stop having that argument then. Okay, I understand. Yeah. That. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I was going to say the thing is, you fire that in, and like you say, it's your ego then perpetuates the pattern. You start then giving yourself a hard time for going into the loop. Well, actually, giving yourself a hard time, you're still playing the victim. Yeah. Again. Yeah. You're still in the cycle. Yeah. You haven't actually stepped out. You're just playing a different role in yeah. your own head against yourself. Which yeah, this is counterproductive. It. This yeah. is what we, we've come back to this, haven't we, Constanza? In every single t um, like tribe talk podcast that we've done, we have been looping and we we're like kind of haven't we? Or the same, not looping and you know, looping, but the same topics have been coming up, 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 up each time, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, which is super interesting. And I yeah. think that's in, in, in part, that's potentially part of the current circumstance. And I'm not going to kind of time bind this conversation because I hope it becomes an eternal dialogue, which helps other people. Mm. Right now, though, there is an intensity of proximity. All this shit that you have not been focusing on previously, you know, nine out of 10 people I speak to, all the stuff you were procrastinating on, all the stuff that you weren't dealing with, all the stuff that you weren't facing, all of a sudden, bam, what have you got to deal with? Nothing. Because the only person you can see is yourself in the mirror every single morning you get up. Why? Because you're in fucking lockdown. Yeah? Yeah. And now if you've got an issue with yourself, you've got to face it. If you've got an issue with your wife or your partner, or whatever, you live with them, you can't go anywhere, you've got to face it. You've got to come to uh, and that's where we're having these huge challenges with numbers of mental health challenges now where people are just having this this proximity to themselves and they have to deal with the content. But that is also a choice. There's a very good space also for people to realize what we try to ignore for so long, right? And it's funny because when you talk about ego and about defending ourselves, I, I go back to nature, my concept of nature, when we were more connected to nature itself and we had to protect ourselves from the natural environment. Mm -hmm. So we had to use those elements, like protecting ourselves to, to survive. But nowadays, we don't need that anymore. So I think also our ego is, is stuck with like an antique way of how we used to live. Nowadays, we don't have anything really to, to protect <clears throat> ourselves from. So, but our mind stays stuck in that kind of way of dealing with life right correct it can't differentiate because the primordial part of your brain is still working on yeah. 200,000 2 million whatever million years ago and it can't differentiate the difference between a saber-toothed tiger and a job interview yeah so therefore it keeps you stuck in this loop like well, okay so what did you do to protect yourself in this situation ah oh, well you justified not going for the job in case you upset one of your colleagues and then you kind of you hold on to that behavior and then why didn't I go for the next job interview oh justified that if I didn't get the job um, my wife would think less of me for not getting the job. So you, you start building these little patterns up. 
I'm based on this sensation, this discomfort, this anxiety that is sitting in the background. And then you just learn this behavior and then you just repeat it. And that anxiety and those, those patterns kind of slowly build up in the background, a little, um, like a little layer. Every time you don't push past that sensation, that, that, that discomfort, you pull away, but you keep a little layer. You go into it again, you feel the discomfort, you build up another layer. Okay, how do we deal with that? Oh, I'll walk away and go and smoke a cigarette. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's also, it's also justifying, isn't it? It's like, ah, I knew I was right. It's like that ego. I was saying it's like Gollum crawling up your back. You see, yes. don't go for it. Then, then I'll compound even further that I am right. And it's yes. like, oh my God, here we go. So it's the neuroscience of your brain. Of your brain. You've got the reticular activating system, the RAS um, at the back there, which is looking for ha habits, patterns, and meaning and stuff. So when you buy a brand new Volkswagen Golf, a blue one, and you get in the car, what do you see more of? You see more blue Volkswagen girls, and you're like, oh, fuck's sake, I've just bought a car and everyone else has got one. Yeah. But then when you come into these negative things, because the human brain's wired for negativity as a survival mechanism, yeah. you start going, oh, yeah, it's looking for reasons why you should fall down. It's constantly looking for a failure mechanism. It's constantly looking for points of, or problems. But because we haven't been given the tools to overcome, resolve, face into it, and really deal with some of those sensations that come up, now we, we listen to the ego, which has kept us safe for so long, it's done really, really well to this point. It's, <laughs> it becomes the voice of the critic, so we pull away and we don't go through it. And as Constanza was saying, you know, it's great that we, we've got this opportunity to really dig into some of this shit that we have not been dealing with individually, collectively, whatever. But the problem is that 95% of the world simply do not have the tools, the question set, the capabilities, the understanding um, of options that are available, how to look after themselves, how to look after their families. And their so they go into this situation blindly and then what do they do? They self-medicate. So they drink too much coffee, they work too hard, they take drugs, you know, excessive amounts of drugs, um, high-risk sexual, act, act, uh, sexual activity. But then that also boils down to the stuff that's really socially acceptable, like scrolling through Facebook on the toilet for you know, two hours a day when you should be actually working. Or drinking alcohol every night. Yeah. But this is also what is, you're so right in that, that us, we live in this society and what society gives us as acceptable, no? Like yeah. drink, just drink to forget instead of dealing what is, what, with how, what is happening. And then like this, you can just get over it and actually not have to deal with it every day. You know, and let it go, Constanza. Just let it go, Nathan. Yeah. No, no, singing. no singing. I'm not a Frozen fan. We're not dropping Disney in this conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go to one, go to one. Yeah. But for our audience, for our audience, we can tell our audience that it is possible to let go or not let go, but like to solve tra trauma or patterns in your life. It yes, is correct. Sitting with it, sitting with it and loving yourself even in those moments. And you know, we've spoken a lot yeah. about that. It's important to, to keep that in mind because I think that many times what people also feel with these kind of situations is like there is no solution. So better I just ignore it, I, I hide it with whatever kind of thing that drugs or sex or drinks. But there is solutions, right? And that Correct. is why I also wanna wanna open this the space for us to 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 also feel that there is a solution that we can deal with this. I think yeah. when we were looking at the apps and everything, and I think it's really interesting with people's kind of exposure or ability to be able to access. Obviously, with COVID, like you know, being freelance, at getting any revenue during COVID has been extremely difficult. So adapt, adapt, right. adapt. I think the thought of going through therapy and not being able to have physical touch and the support, the actual personal support from your network to like, you know, is also quite a daunting thing. Um, right. And I think maybe what, what would be helpful 
um, you know, is people reaching out and looking for support groups and stuff and like other ways to get support. Like we're, we are in a bit of a, de a definitely a different time that we do need to adapt, right? Mm. Um, and just to bring it back, just to bring it back to, um, I, I imagine a lot of people think, oh, you know, microdosing or looking at alternative plant-based um, help aids to help you reset these patterns. And it's not yeah. to like, oh, skip out therapy. This is the one. It's not about that. But I think once you've got to a point where you have exhausted perhaps emotionally exhausted the dance with your ego you mm. know you're like i just want to stop dancing just for a little bit or i just want something else like let's open up that dialogue for um looking at other alternatives to maybe create a new pathway for your brain not to keep being in that ang angst yeah. in that fight in that loop in that exhausting exhaustive situation that then gets you medicating self-medicating in all of these yeah. ways that aren't necessarily positive can we bring it back to that mm, yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah so this, is, so this is then where to go from here yeah because it's, it's hard isn't it you know it is and uh, so look there's, there's some key elements of one is it's it's the dance let me bring it back to that the dance you're dancing with your ego. We're all dancing with our ego. Now, in the majority of that ego has been bought from or caused from a hurt child, a wounded part of you. And rather than dancing with it, it's just time to hold it and own it and, and bring it in and, and just have that conversation with that sore part of you that, that, that needs that healing. Mm. Um, and that takes skill. That takes practitioners. I've got friends that deal with this in beautiful ways through hypnotherapy, um, through shamanic practices, through different... Uh, medicine work and we'll talk about those in a minute um but it's about owning those parts of it and as the cliche saying goes you know if we're not healing our wounds we end up bleeding on people that didn't cut us mm -hmm. and it just gets written I, I love that sound i wish i knew who said it but it's just so appropriate for the work that we're doing um so that's the first part is stop dancing you have an option to stop dancing but the moment you stop dancing it means you have to own up to your shit and you have to face into your pain yeah, that's but, okay. let, but let's think of it like a slow dance, right? We're going to stop slow dancing with our egos and do, you know, when we're younger and we do yeah. the thing where we pretend that we're like being yeah, yeah, yeah. there, we need to hug ourselves and like yeah. through meditation through like really good guided meditation. And, you know, there's, there's some really excellent, um, excellent ways for people to, to do some really good guided meditation where you sit with yourself, you sit with your wounded yeah. self and you learn to love yourself. Yes, There's a point also about the responsibility that we want to take upon ourselves, no? Because I think that the moment we stop the dance or we stop and we really look at ourselves and accept ourselves and the things that are going on inside us, we then need to take responsibility for them. And I think that is a part that I find that is the hardest within me and what I see within others when I treat others. That that's the that's the step that if it feels really scary. But it's funny because the word responsibility is just the ability to respond. So it shouldn't be something so scary for us. But I think it's it, it has become a thing that also our society has not allowed us and given us the, the space. So I do I do understand that these alternative medicines maybe are more approaching a space of accept. Take responsibility, yeah. it's okay. And that's why we found it also interesting to talk about today because we thought, okay, there is all these therapies. There's so many ways of dealing with this. Yeah. But many times we don't have the space maybe to just be like, okay, accept and just take responsibility. It's fine. It's not the end of the world. I'm not going to be so heavy once you take that step, right? Yeah. And it's, 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 
regardless of that's what i was gonna say i think also like it's super brave like for to even co you know lockdown covid all of this stuff has given many people lots of opportunities right and mm -hmm. to get off of the bus to get off yeah. of the just coping thing that we're all doing in maintaining um our lives in this world right yes. so um i think that the the you know that the, there are lots of different ways and people are like searching for the right one for them i've searched and exhausted so many and it's like look just do whatever's good for you you know mm. and like try and maybe bits can support like you know breath work and you know there's so many um therapies that can help and stuff and i think um i've completely lost my point no, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna and i'm gonna grab the end of that thread grab it, it grab it. so now it's all good um, so look it is loads of different modalities. There are loads of different therapists. I've worked with so many people in my corporate roles, in my coaching, that say, you know, you know, uh, counselling doesn't work for me. Therapy doesn't work for me. And I know that therapy didn't work for you. Exactly. And that therapist didn't work for you. And it's about finding the right one that actually clicks with you on a rapport level, on an energetic level, on a physical level that makes you move forward. And... and and I'm just gonna say, and coupling more than one, right? I think people yes. all, that's, that was my point. I think people think like, right, okay, I'm going to therapy and off they go. And it's like, okay, yeah, 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 that's great. But maybe you need something else that um, offsets that or supports yeah. that or nurtures you in another way because, you know, it's, therapy's pretty hard. Yeah, it is. It is hard, and it, and, but it's coming back to that ownership of yourself and being with yourself that you're going to sit in, in a space and you're going to cry at times. You're going to have to own up to who you are. You're going to have to take responsibility for what you have created in your life 100% because everything that happened in your life is 100% your responsibility. You had yeah. elements, you know, no matter how traumatic, traumatic or, or grand it is, you're responsible for each of those elements. And there are other people at play and that they're also 100% responsibility responsible as well. So it's that, you know, as you said, that responsibility to those things that have happened in your life, those traumas that have been in COVID. And to get to those traumas, there are multiple avenues to do it. Breath work, um, yoga, meditation, plant medicines of every variety from psychotropic all the way through to, you know, cacao, we get talk of touch on the legalities in it, but it's a mechanism to access the point of that, of that understanding. So you can actually hold that part of yourself, heal it. So you can actually move forward in your life rather than you know, driving around staring in your rear view mirror, but your rear view mirror is so big, it takes up the whole windscreen and you wonder why you keep crashing into people. And then you're looking out the back window, validating all the reasons that you're causing the problems. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you've got to look at all the access points and that includes um, pharmaceuticals. There's a time and a place for pharmaceuticals. You know, they're there for crisis and emergency. They're not there as a long-term fix. And it's then backing it up with whatever therapy, whatever medicine, whatever means that is then facilitated and held in an appropriate container that enables people to heal, move forward and develop their thinking. Yeah, really. I think what, is, what we find interesting about alternative medicine, to put it in that way, and that can include mushrooms and can include other kind of medicines, is that maybe the approach that nowadays they're being given to this kind of medicines is... Um, it's about like also alternative ways of dealing with people. Because if you look at therapy, and of course every therapist is different, but it's based on a more Western way of dealing with ourselves. It's very linear, right? So what about us and our cycles and us about how we emotionally feel and the connection to our emotions? And maybe the alternative medicine nowadays is kind of like approaching to that side of us that we need that healing through Mm, um, nurture that healing through through just being loving and sweet and not about oh you need to, you need to learn how to deal with this emotion better right mm. 
So then that fi- that's what I find interesting about like the yeah. alternative medicine in general. I, I quite like it because I feel that you can access, if you are, if you are educated about it, you can be like, right, okay, at this point, I think I'm going to access this. Whereas I think therapy, therapy can seem, you know, one time I remember I felt like I was breaking up with my therapist. You know, I, mean, I never really felt like we got anywhere. So I was like, oh, I can't really afford to keep, like, I, and also I found like with therapy, and this sort of gets me on to why then I did, you know, took the action that I did. I just found that I was just sitting in it. And it's like, I have been looping. And I remember saying, you know, I have been looping on this for a yeah. really long time. So I don't have any more looping capacity. Yeah. You know? And it, but it comes back is, okay, do you have the skill set to deal with some of this? And on your yeah. own, and you want to deal with it on your own terms. Okay, yeah. here's a mechanism where I can actually sit with this on my own terms and work with this, yeah. whatever this is. Um, most people don't have that. Yeah. Most people get going and going like they they build up an ego relationship with the therapy, and that just sustains them for a long time. And yeah. it's the therapy's responsibility to keep that moving. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're looking at certain medicines, uh, psychotropic, entheogenic, whatever you're using them, it's going to confront you with stuff. Yeah. But the important part is that when you're looking at these, and this is where I uh, have come in to work with some of these, not as a facilitator or an administrator, yeah. but as a um, preparation and integration support for this with my leadership coaching and psychotherapy understanding, helping people go into this. Because a lot of people seem to think that this is going to be a silver bullet. It's going to be the cure-all. Now, if you don't have the mechanism to actually process this stuff, there is a potential you'll be shown stuff that is probably more traumatic than what you thought you were going in there with. 100% agreed, right? And I am really sorry, Nathan, we're going to have to get you back next week, I think, if that's okay. We've literally got um, about eight minutes left. Right? I see it. Let's, yeah, let's you can see it as well. Okay, so I think no, we, what we want to do, let's, let's all kind of get this to a point where we can then talk about it next week if you're free. Mm, yeah. um, um, if we can do that, we can just set aside how these alternative therapies and in general therapies work, and then yeah. there's going to be introduction about them. Yeah. Look, let, let me so let me bring into this is the first part or the key part about when you're sitting with any of these medicines, whether it's cacao, breath work, because there is breath work that can take you to you know uh, yeah. alter, altered states, yeah. etc. Is understanding what you're going to see in there, but having someone that's going to hold the space afterwards. And the first part of integration is actually preparation. It's actually taking time to address what's going on. It's about having a bodily shift in your thinking and your consciousness as you prepare. So even if you didn't go into those spaces to go and do that deep work, that actually that time that you prepared for it and the work you've done, you've already had a physical and psychological shift before you even get there. But in doing that, you, you, you then are able to see much more clearly and deeply what it is that you're, you needed to deal with, that challenge, that obstacle, the, whatever it is. Yeah. And then you have some tools in place where actually you can self-support and self-sustain afterwards, even if you didn't have a coach or facilitator. But on the other side of it, because this is what people are saying, oh, it's a panacea, it's a silver bullet, oh, I'll go and get this, I'll go and get that, and I'll take this on my own terms. Yeah. And you can't do this. Yeah. You need to be kind of... You can, after with certain medicines, you can after a certain amount of time and practice, but you need to have the skill set in place. You need to have the foundations in order to be able to process and then have someone hold you and hold that container for you. Because I've done this before in my previous life. You know, recreationally, I was having a very um, extreme tough time. And in in the midst of that, I overdosed on recreational drugs. I have no other terminology for it. And that was on MDMA and ecstasy. 
MDMA-assisted therapy is phenomenally powerful, and they're looking at that for PTSD in America. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I understand what I did, but it took me about 10, maybe 15 years to fully recover psychologically and physically from what I did to myself without a therapist to support me through that mechanism. Yeah. So I understand the power of doing it in the wrong way, so I now understand the power of supporting other people yeah. doing it in the right way, which is why people have asked me to come and do this work with their people as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So wait for the audience, what we could do for next time is kind of like set them a kind of like model of how to deal with this in, in a not a good way. I think in a supported actually way, right? support the yeah. process, the process of like healing, right? Saying, okay, we need to be like a preparation and this can, this happens then. And then this, and then like this audience, if they want to go and explore this, yeah. they can have like a better understanding of how to deal with this because so true what you say, we have used so many things that are positive some way, even tobacco, but we use them in the wrong way. Correct. You know, everything can be sacred and can be healing if it's done in the correct way. And so I, that's correct. maybe what we can open for our audience to Definitely. learn. Like, no, another method yeah you know? and looking at options right and it's like you know i i think also i really liked what you were saying about how you have to be at the right point i had never wanted to microdose and then i just got to the point where i had done a lot of therapy yoga i mean i'd done literally um you know and then i was like i need help i need something else i yeah. need something because i have exhausted everything and i'm still coming back to this point you know so i yeah. think it would be really good um like you say, let's let's give the options, see how you access them and make sure that people just know and just yeah. and it's about, you know what? And I think I think the powerful, the power in this is when you know what is right for you at that time. That's yeah. the power, because I think so often you're not people don't feel like they're in charge of their therapeutic journey. Yeah, you are. Even if you go to a therapist, you're in charge yeah. of it. It's your therapy. It's your journey. And I think maybe what we can do for this, these conversations is give some power back, some confidence back to. And we can relate it to what your work is, um, Nathan, yes. because you're talking about leadership and healing the leadership because we are all interconnected in the end, right? right? So we're all leaders. Part of, yeah, it's part of what in Tribe Tales we try to also talk about always, you know, how we all connect. So my healing like encourages your healing and the other way around. So to learn how to heal properly and learn tools to deal with ourselves better can help tremendously everything that is happening around us so it's really empowering somehow to really have to, to, to deal with this right now in the moment we are living right 100%. absolutely and it, is, it boils down to self-leadership you know the fact that you know I, if i can't lead myself i can't lead my family i can't lead my people and if i'm hurting if i'm a wounded leader which is terminology i've come to understand if i'm a wounded leader i will perpetuate that by doing to other people what was done unto me so that they can do unto the others what was done, i've done to them and we don't close the loop and we have to heal that in ourselves so we can change the language, change the action, change the questions. And so what we'll look at in the next conversation is the psychotherapy, the personal development, the mindset towards the question, which gives that ownership back that creates yeah. the self-leadership. Because yeah. then once you do that, with or without, you know, whatever activity or process you go into or whatever um, tool, instrument, medicine you choose to use with that stuff as a foundation, the, the decision-making becomes a lot easier. The, the healing process becomes a lot clearer. It doesn't make it easier because healing's not easy. You know, yeah. it, it, it takes work and focus and dedication. And understanding. Good work. 
work for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. and re yeah, really good work and really good understanding. And I think also to add on to that, I thought that is an excellent description and I'm really excited for this. I think yes. like being an understanding leader, yeah, mm -hmm. you know? And I think, um, yeah, I think being an understanding leader and, and that, take, that starts from understanding yourself to be able to understand right. and support other people, right? On their journey, whatever that is at the given time, etc. I'm really excited. Thank you. Yeah, look, also. <gasps> yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. exciting. It's really yeah, exciting it is. to understand that also um, there is no shame in the process we are collectively going through at the moment. And that there are tools out there in many formats, people helping, and that we can really take our hands on this, you know, if we want to. And it's, it's really. Can, can take us to a better place. So yes. the hope also for people, you know, to, to not sink in their traumatic experiences or yeah. patterns or going back to smoking and feeling shame or guilt. Yeah. But this is the, 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 the shame element is something we also need to talk about as well, because when yep. you're looking at certain psychoactive chemicals and entheogenic pro properties, etc., there's still a certain amount of shame, depending on where you are, which country you're in and, and what the legislation is or history is. There's a certain amount of shame in using some of those things to their maximum benefit, which they've been used for millennia. Yeah. So it's actually breaking some of the stigma around that for some people as well. Yeah. So they can go and use that as a tool rather than seeing it as shameful to go down that route. That's perfect. I think this is really part of what we need to also address next time. Thank right. you so much, Nathan. For no shame. All great. We're going to do this. And um, this, and we're at the start, you know, we're at the start. And this is very exciting. Thank you so much. Very welcome. Cheers, Nathan. Thank you, Constanza. Thank you so much. God bless. Bye. Goodbye.